Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good morning. Welcome to LEAP. This is Errol McLinden. I'm a mindset coach and project coach out of Chicago, Illinois. And I do a show every other week at 11 o'clock Central Time, geared and focused on people who are wanting to take a leap, are taking a leap, are in the middle of a leap. Uh, My background is I am a certified coach, and I work with clients who are working on large projects, one, two, or three years uh, in the making. And what I do is I, I work with them to keep them accountable, keep them on track, Uh, keep them motivated, uh, help them when they decide to change direction. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, And I am uh, more than happy to talk to anyone who thinks they have a project that they would be interested in uh, having a two-hour free coaching for. Uh, That's the way I get to know other people, what their projects are, how they might fit in with some of my clients who are already working on projects. I like to be the linchpin or the the connecting point for people who are uh, brave enough, excited enough, motivated enough to take a leap in their life. Uh, This show is for anyone who is considering a leap or who has been pushed into a leap. Considering a leap is a matter of deciding to start a business or if you're an artist or musician trying to take that to the next level professionally. Uh, being pushed into a leap is things like losing a job or changing a relationship that may be out of control. And what I work with you on in that case is trying to show you how to focus on the areas that you do have control over. Um, you're never out of control in all areas of your life. And so I like to work with people who are uh, on that uh, edge of a cliff that they've been pushed, pushed to the edge of the cliff and feel like they are not in control. Uh, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, this is my fourth show. I thank everyone for joining me in the past or who may be joining me at this point in time. Uh, this is an interactive show. So if you would like to call in, the call-in phone number is uh, 646-716-9397. When the phone answers, hit one. I welcome uh, your input. I welcome anyone who would like a little online coaching uh, or on-air on coaching. I welcome anyone who will challenge me. If I can't defend what I'm saying on this program, uh, then I shouldn't be saying it. Today, what we're going to talk about is the hero's journey. This is really very evident and, and present in my mind because I'm I'm an actor in Chicago. I'm working on a show, and it has been wrapped around uh, the hero's journey. What the hero's journey is, is a very standard pattern or roadmap that is used in every fairy tale, every Western. It's very evident. You can pick out the pieces in Star Wars. And the reason that we as human beings relate to that type of story is that 
if we are taking leaps in our life, we are living the hero's journey. It's a call to action. It is a training period. It is a night of the, the, the ultimate night of darkness. It's the ultimate challenge, the belly of the whale, the dark night of the soul. And then on the other side is lightness, is achievement. And so what I'm going to do today is condense a four-hour workshop into an hour on the phone. This is a workshop I do that takes you step-by-step through a hero's journey. And depending on where you are in your leap and where you are in your project, you will identify a portion of that hero's journey. I will talk about the areas that you are most likely to throw your hands up and say, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here. And I will talk a little bit about strategies for overcoming those periods. Now, I've talked about some of these, stra- uh, some of these strategies in my earlier shows, so I apologize right now for my repetition. Um, but the reason I repeat is because these theories, these philosophies, these ideas are so important to me that I use them every day in my coaching. And I'm sure the people that I coach hear them every day and may get tired of them. But I use them repeatedly because they are so valuable. They have so much meat to them. They are a, a golden nugget. And I will use them over and over and over. I just re-listened to my first three shows. And yes, I repeat a lot in there. But these are things that are the backbone. These are the cornerstones of my coaching practice So I apologize up front. You'll hear some of these today, some of the strategies for overcoming conflicts you will hear over and uh, repeat from previous shows. So let's get started. The hero's journey, we relate to it. The reason Westerns and fairy tales and Star Wars and Star Trek and all of these Films and movies and TV shows and stories and literature all the way back through time appeal to us on an emotional basis is that we live them on a smaller scale through our life. If we start a business, if we become a musician or an actor, if we start a lavender farm, we go through this process. Joseph Campbell uh, wrote many books and did many and, and did many interviews along this line about the stereotypical or the archetypical um, the archetypical journey of a human being, and on a grander scale, it makes up all of our great stories. So that's why I chose the hero's journey because as I started working with people three years ago. And actually working with people before that in medical schools, which is a true hero's journey. I saw the same pattern existing that was identified and codified in Joseph Campbell's books. I saw this pattern in medical students. I saw this pattern in entrepreneurs. I saw this pattern within myself. In fact, I'm on my huge hero's journey that's still continuing. So because of that, I developed this workshop. I thought what the hero's journey gives us is a roadmap. When I start working with a client, a lot of times their first question is how. How do I do this? And that's a very dangerous question because it immediately generates fear. 
The unknown of how generates fear. I always encourage my clients to look at why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want this so badly? If your why is big enough, you will figure out your how. Your how will just explain itself. You'll find a way. So when I looked at the hero's journey and I layered it over the top of my clients, my life, medical students I'd worked with, nursing students I'd worked with, I saw a pattern that resolved the issue of how. Because this will give you a roadmap. This will show you how because it will tell you, with some exceptions, what the next step is that you will encounter. So we're going to start off. I'll take you through the steps on this. Make notes or listen to this. Uh, I do want to remind you this is an interactive show. So if you would like to call in and have a comment or get some coaching, uh, if one of these stepping stones on the hero's journey hits with you and you want to discuss it further, call me. The phone number is 646-716-9397. Hit one when that is, uh, when the phone answers and you will come straight into my studio and I can answer any questions or give you guidance right there. So. The first stumbling block. I told you we'd talk about prime areas where stumbling blocks occur, and we've just talked about it in a way. The first stumbling block is where you start, is before you start, is where you're standing on the edge of that cliff thinking, I would love to do this. I've always wanted to do this, or this has been a dream, or I just lost my job, or I'm just out of a relationship, and I now have to fill a gap in my life whether that gap is being an entrepreneur, being an artist, starting a farm, uh, finding a new relationship, finding a new job, there is a gap that needs to be filled. And here is what I tell my clients when they are standing there. And I know you've heard this. Dream, dream big, dream bigger. Is that all you got? Jim Carrey did a, a, valedict- a, a speech at a, a, a graduation where his whole thing was, If you're going to fail, you might as well fail at something you love. Don't settle for anything but your biggest dream. And you know what? If you do that, you're going to achieve your big dream. It's inevitable. But the scariest place is, is right at the beginning. And I've talked to many, many, many people who are standing at the edge of that cliff and have been standing at that edge of that cliff for months, years. And the sad thing for me, the thing that literally breaks my heart, is they will continue to stand at the edge of that cliff for more months, years, decades, maybe the rest of their life. I see people every day who say yes to the leap, who say, okay, I may not see the whole roadmap in front of me, But I'm either so miserable in where I am that I need to make a move or the possibility of this dream is so big, I can't deny it. I can't look away from it. And when you reach that point, you take that one step off the cliff and you are there and you will see wonderful, great things happen. You have to change. You have to grow in order for great things to happen. Standing on the edge of the cliff is not going to allow you to change or grow. 
It's a safe place, and many people are very satisfied in that safe place. So this is where you have to take a total self-assessment of how your values are being honored, whether you are doing what you feel like your purpose in life is, whether you are honoring your dreams and your passions, whether you can be okay with never going for that dream. We don't know how long we have. Any of us can be here for a day, a week, a month, a year. And here is the deal. When I am faced with my final day, I want to be doing something or many things that I have never, ever pursued before. I want to go out swinging. And the only way to go out swinging is to swing every day. You don't know. So I push my clients. I encourage my clients. I drive my clients crazy. And I'm going to drive you crazy because if you have a dream, if you have a desire, or if you are out of work or out of a relationship, what's before you is a totally blank canvas, and you can create anything you want. And the bigger you create it, the bigger the possibility is that you will achieve it. So getting over that first step, that is the scariest part. I talked a lot about that in my show two weeks ago, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this here. But I will say that your job in honoring yourself is to be the best you and to, uh, to accomplish the best that you can do in this life that you're given. So let's move on to the very first step. It's funny, when I talk to my clients and we boil things down to the very first step they have to make, and I mentioned this last week in the couple of weeks ago in the radio show, and it didn't really dawn on me how true it is. The first step in so many journeys has to do with the computer. And this is how this translates, because the first step in the hero's journey is teachers and research. Luke Skywalker goes to Yoda. Uh, the gun, young gunfighter goes to the, the town sheriff and learns to use a gun. Um, in fairy tales, there is a period of people learning to get into the woods and, and do whatever it is they need to do. So it just makes sense. If you're going on a journey, the first thing you want to arm yourself is good with is good information. So the first step in the hero's journey is always a period of learning. I encourage you not to rush through this or belittle this. Don't take a quick learn program. Really immerse yourself in the program. Uh, one of my clients is a filmmaker. Uh, she's buying a piece of software or leasing it. And then she is taking a course. And in addition to that, she's going on YouTube and digging through probably a hundred videos on how to use this. Cause there are two types of learning. There is a formal learning. And I encounter this with medical students all the time. You go through a medical program and you learn how to diagnose, how to ask questions. It's a very dense and cumbersome process. By the time they become residents, by the time they actually become doctors, they have culled through a lot of that information to determine, okay, that's the way you do it for school. There's a more compact way you do it in real life. And then there's another step to that we'll talk about in a little bit. So, as you're taking this learning, there's formal learning in, the, in, in uh, classes, 
and lectures and schools and formal certification or formal uh, diplomas. Then there is the way it's really done, and that's in talking to peers, mentors, uh, people in the business to get the real thing. So take your time in this aspect of it. If you've just taken a leap, decided I'm going to start a business, I'm, then talk to the people who are already doing it. I always get people who hesitate. Filmmakers hesitant to talk to big filmmakers. Directors hesitant to talk to big directors. Uh, business people. Here's a tip. People who have made it or who are higher up or further along on the journey than you are love being asked their opinions. In most cases, it's very flattering. It's saying to them, you've gone through this. I'd like to know the pitfalls. I'd like to know how you did it. I have never had an expert say no to one of my my clients that I have sent them to. When I send them to these people – my clients are always a little hesitant. Oh, I can't call them and talk to them. You know, I've had them be more than open. At one point, uh, one of my clients didn't want to bother the person, so she was just going to ask for a phone call. And the person said, oh, my goodness, no, we're going to do coffee. We're going to sit down. So soak in the knowledge. Don't rush to the next step until you feel secure in the knowledge. Now, the other side of that is if you're a perfectionist, don't get hung up in this for too long. Perfectionists tend to have this whole curse of paralysis by analysis, paralysis by analysis. And that is, I am going to learn everything there is until I know everything. You're never going to know anything. Have the sense to know when that point in time is that you move forward. And you will know it. You will know it. So here's the sad part. Very rarely do you take this start and not have difficulties. There are always difficulties. So know that is a part of the journey. You're going to start out on your journey and you are going to have some difficulties. And they're going to be magnified because in your mind, your subconscious is saying, see, I told you. I told you you weren't able to do this. I told you you weren't qualified to do this. All those voices of people, family members, friends who are saying, really, you're going to do that? They're going to come crashing back in on you at the smallest little stumbling. And this is normal. It happens in almost every case. In my experience, it happens at about 13 or 16 weeks into the process because I just encountered that with a lot of my clients And that's where it happened. I mentioned it at one of my previous radio shows. So just accept it as part of the journey. And here's why this happens. is because you have taken a lot of information in and you haven't personalized it to you and your environment. There are a lot of books written. There are a lot of videos on YouTube. There are a lot of videos on Vimeo. There are a lot of videos and articles all through the internet and they are written so that general public can read them and pick up knowledge well you are not general public you have your own unique upbringing your own unique background your own unique set of filters so when these stumbling blocks hit 
This is the time that you take all this information, look back over it, and decide what is appropriate for me. What do I need to do differently? What do I need to pull out of this and say this is mine and this rest of this stu- the rest of this stuff doesn't belong to me? That is the best way of overcoming those stumbling blocks. But here's the thing, and I did this in my first radio broadcast. Have the goal that you are working toward be an emotional goal, not a physical goal. I'm not going to take you through the whole exercise again, but I am going to tell you how this works. Write down your goal, your physical goal. I want a lavender farm. I want to be a working director in Chicago. I want to start a business of T-shirts. I want to start a business doing financial consulting. I want to start a medical education business. I want to have my artwork hanging in three galleries by the end of the year. There's your physical goal. Those are measurable. They're identifiable. And after that, write down how you are going to feel when those things occur. When you have reached that goal, how will you feel? That's your true goal. The emotions are your true goal. You want to feel good, complete, fulfilled, in charge, The thing you're calling your goal, opening an art store, whatever, is your strategy to get to your goal. And I've talked about this before. When these stumbling blocks occur, I always ask my clients, is where you're going still where you want to be? Have things changed? Do you want to change what you're working toward? In 13, 16 weeks, a lot of things can change. New opportunities can come up. They can crash in, and if you have a physical goal, you can feel like you're a failure if you decide to choose one of those others. Well, you know what? One of those others might give you the same emotional satisfaction as your original, quote, goal, unquote. So by changing your physical destination, you may reach your emotional goal sooner. So when you reach these stumbling blocks, That's the first question I ask my clients. Are we still on the same path? Do you still want the same destination? And I allow them, not that I have any uh, control, but I strongly encourage them to change their goal if and only if they have another goal to go to, another destination, I should say, not a goal. If they don't, if they're just hitting these stumbling blocks and they want to throw their arms up and quit, again, I can't really control it, but I try very much not to allow it. I encourage them to stick with where they are. We look at what they are doing, what strategies need to be changed. We change those, and that usually resolves the issue. But I don't let them and they hire me to do that in, in some respects. I do not let them let go of that journey. I keep them on the journey. The destination can change, but they cannot change the destination until they have somewhere else to go. And I encourage you to do the same thing. All right. So the call-in number here is 646-716-9397. Uh, hit one when the phone answers. I will tell you, if you're listening to this on an archive, uh, you can definitely get in touch with me through my email address, errol.mclinden at gmail.com. It was lovely to hear from someone last week. It lets me know you're listening, 
and that uh, I am making uh, some differences in your lives. But contact me by email if you have a question, a challenge. Again, if you would like to come on the show and experience an hour of coaching on your project, I would love to have you as a guest. Um, I also offer two hours of coaching over Skype or in person with anyone who has a project. I don't have a book to sell. I won't try and sell you my services. I just love hearing what people are doing. Sit down for two hours with you. Find out what you're up to, what your projects are. I give you the benefit of my experience. And the other thing is that what I get out of it is your project might filter in with somebody that I'm already working with. And if that helps one of my clients, it's worth the two hours to me, for me to sit down with you and find out what your dream is. What's your project? Where are you? Are you in a stopping place? One of these stopping places, one of these uh roadblocks okay so we've got our teachers we've made our false start we've hit some reality checks some stumbling blocks and we've personalized it and now we are ready to make what i call our true beginning okay our true beginning because we made a false start but now we have personalized everything we have remodified our vision We've remodified our strategy based on the learnings that we have received. And believe me, I experienced this in my own life. And it took me about two years to do this. I went to a wonderful program with IPEC Coaching. If anyone's thinking of becoming a coach, oh my goodness, they are wonderful. It's about 900 hours of coaching training, uh, lots of practical work outside of the classroom, Uh, Three long weekends. I'm not getting paid anything to promote this except the joy of knowing it made me such a great coach uh, because it made sure I knew what I was doing before it sent me out into the world. But I got the formal training and it was wonderful. And I don't regret a second of it. But for two years, I worked with transgender community. I worked with caregivers, both nurses and um family caregivers. I evolved my knowledge. I chose some things from IPEC. I read read some wonderful books, uh, The Profitable Coach, uh, that had a totally different philosophy. My coach has a different philosophy. So I got three or four different perspectives on how to coach. What you hear and see today is a combination of the things that worked for me out of all those sources. So you may do the same thing. It took me two years. I work with people ordinarily on their projects for one year. Usually when they come to me, they've already done a lot of the learning and research. Uh, You don't decide to open a flower shop without just automatically kind of seeing what areas of town might work, what size flower shop, what makes yours different from everyone else's. It happens sometimes. It, it lengthens the process, but it's a normal thing to do. We do it without thinking we're doing steps in the process. I want to do something new. I Google it, or I go on the web and, and just see what's out there for it. So your true beginning, and this is where you really feel excitement and terror all at the same time. And the reason is that this time, 
rather than just tiptoeing in, you do feel a different energy. You feel the true energy of the leap. You feel like it's kind of, sometimes I call it the crossroads. Sometimes I call it the ordeal or the initiation. But it is a point in time when you, as uh, the leader of your project, the captain of your ship, are saying, I am now sailing out to open sea. I am now going to really commit to this project. And it usually is with a feeling that there is no turning back. Now, this is something I don't believe. I don't necessarily think you can turn back, but I always think you can launch forward, leap off the cliff, and if you decide to desert things, you will still be further along in your life and have learned things that may give you other opportunities, open up opportunities you would not have had had you not taken this leap. And more than once, I've seen people start along a journey have things sort of crumble underneath them, but puts them in a place to discover and develop an entirely new journey. There's a wonderful startup, a wonderful uh, podcast called Startup. The season's just over, but I would encourage you to listen to it. Uh, failure has been a huge topic lately. I've seen a lot of things on Facebook. I have a friend who's starting a podcast on failure. Uh, the whole idea behind it is that you are going to fail at some aspect in your leap, you will have things that don't work. Not the whole process, not the whole project, but just accept that when you start along a road like this, no one, no one, no one, J.K. Rowling, Steve Jobs, no one has gone from A to Z without a stumbling block or something that failed, something that didn't work, and they had to revamp it. So, just accept that as part of the journey. So you make your true beginning, your leap. And and so this is the point in time where if you are doing this, I would sit down with you and say, let's now look at all aspects of your life. The danger now is not failure. It's not stumbling blocks. It is letting your life get out of balance. And believe me, I see this every week. And it is a constant thing that I have to remind my clients about. Say, let's say your leap, your project is to start a business. Outside of your business, you have family relationships. You may have uh, romantic or intimate relationships. You've got finances. You've got fun and relaxation. You've got the spiritual. You've got the intellectual. You've got all of these areas of your life that must be maintained and allowed to grow gradually while you are focusing on this main project. So when I meet with a client, I am always asking, how are you feeling? Are you getting exercise? How are you eating? 
How are your relationships with your family? Are you finding time with your family? Because this is critical. If you take a year or two years or three years out of your life and you focus entirely on your project, boy, you will achieve it. You will be amazingly successful at it. But at the end of that one, two, or three years, your family life and relationships are going to be totally disastrous. Your finances may be too. You will be completely physically exhausted, if not ill, because being exhausted and and not taking care of yourself manifests in physical illness. And that goes hand in hand with having fun and relaxation. I encourage you, if you are starting on this project, to build in a weekend. And it doesn't have to be a weekend as the universe identifies a weekend. But it can be a Monday and a Thursday. But find a couple of days in the week when you say, this is my weekend. Entrepreneurs are notorious for this. They work literally seven days a week, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day. You get hooked into your passion. And that is all that you do. So take care of yourself. Take care of all aspects of your life while your journey is going on. So one thing that you do at this point in your time, the best thing you can do at this point in your life is to clean out. And by doing that, what I mean by that is you are about to go through a tremendous challenge. You don't need dead wood. You don't need excess uh, energy going toward unimportant things. So at this point, I encourage you. You're ready to take your leap. You're ready to go on this, this journey. You're ready to go into what I call, and I don't like the name of this, but it's been called the belly of the whale It's called the dark night of the soul. It always has a negative connotation. It really isn't, but it is the most challenging part of the journey. On the other side of that challenge is success. But there is a huge amount of physical energy, emotional energy, intellectual energy that you're ready and about to get put into this huge project. It will build, it will build, and there will be a moment in time when everything is happening, and that's good, but it's very, very demanding. So before you get into this, this is what I encourage people to do. Look at your life, all aspects of your life. See the things and the people who are no longer moving you forward. The choices you do in activities, uh, the books you're reading, the blogs you read, everything you do, if it isn't moving you forward, eliminate it. Now, hard to do with people. If there are people in your life who drag you down or at best just don't help you move forward, I'm not saying cut all ties with them. Just don't invest any energy in their opinions. Nod and smile. That's the best advice I can give you. And then do your own thing. You want to streamline yourself. You do not want to go into the belly of the beast 
into the dark night of the soul with a lot of luggage. You also want to go on the other side of that and find things that you like and enjoy and you spend time with. And this is one of the realities when I talk to people about fear. Fear of failure is huge. Fear of success is often overlooked because fear of success means you may not have time to play poker on Friday nights anymore. You may not have time or energy to go to your book club on Sundays. So find the things that feed you and don't eliminate them, but be selective on how you are going to design your life so that you are streamlined, still honoring all aspects, but are able to go into this challenge the best person you can be with as much energy as you need to accomplish what you're doing in your project while still honoring other things. And when I talk to people about this, I ask them, out of all the things you're doing, are there some things that don't need to be done right now? Are there things that can be tossed way in the future? And when this project is either well underway or completed, you can pick those back up again. Most people have two or three of those. Are there things that aren't important to you right now, but you're just doing them because either you're expected to do them, that's a biggie, or you've just always done them. Those can be dropped behind you. You don't have to look at those again. You can decide to cut those out of your life. And the third one and the hardest thing to do, are there things that you can delegate to other people? We have this strange human thing that we are the only people capable of doing some things at the level that we want them done. I dealt with this a lot with caregivers. I do not want to turn the care of my mother, father, sister, brother over to someone else because they won't do as, as, as great a job as I will do. On talking to people, you find out that they are exhausted They're emotionally drained, and actually, that statement of no one else will do it as well as I can is actually not true because they are running on fumes and not doing a good job and are damaging themselves where bringing someone else in who is qualified, who is vetted, who has been, you know, very well uh, recommended will not only do a valid job, a very unequal job with the person needing care, but it will allow the caregiver to better themselves so they can do a better job. So delegating is tough, but this is a sort of thing, especially with families where you may have to sit down with your family and have a reverse intervention and say, this is what I'm going to be doing over the next year. And I need your help. And I'm not going to be able to be at every family gathering. And I'm not going to be able to work at the family store every day like I have been doing. And I hope you understand this because this is something I really want to do. And I encourage your support. I've historically had that work very well because family members will come out and say, oh, where can I help you? What can you? I would love to be a part of this. And don't be afraid of utilizing them. So we're going to cut away the, the things that are unimportant to us. The things that you have to do, the things you're expected to do, the things you've done out of routine, you're going to cut away the fun things that you like to do down to just what's very, very important to you. Don't cut everything out. Keep some things, some meetings or some book clubs or 
whatever you love to do, a home garden, keep that in there. Make time for that. Make time, please, 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 please make time for downtime just to sit and stare into space or whatever you equate downtime to, playing video games, binge watching TV. I advocate just staring into space, naps. I do a 20-minute nap every day. Once you get all of those pieces and you've dug away all the stuff that is not important, not critical, and you are a lean, mean fighting machine, you are owned down to the absolute very best you can be. Blend that together, and now you are ready for the dark night of the soul. Quick reminder, uh, call in number 646-716-9397. Hit one if you are calling in. If you are listening to this uh, in archives, uh, please send me emails with your comments, your challenges. I like compliments every now and then. Um, at errol.mclinden at gmail.com. I also invite anyone who has a project, if you would like to come on the air and uh, experience an hour of talking about it and coaching, I would love to have you on as my guest. Just let me know, and we'll set up a time. So the dark night of the soul, the third stumbling block, this is where it really gets down to the most challenging. Embrace that. If you are not feeling the challenge, if you are not feeling overwhelmed at times, your dream and your project weren't big enough. The challenge is your motivation. You hit these challenges. Embrace them. Let that Really increase your personal energy because that tells you that not only have you chosen the right thing and the right path to go along, but you're almost there. When you are feeling, they call it the dark night of the soul, the belly of the whale, all of these things because at your most challenged, you are just a few feet away from absolute success. So when you hit that, don't look at the difficulty of it. Look at the gold behind, beyond. There's a story, and it's supposed to be a true story, and I, I don't, I'm doing this off the top of my head, of a man who bought a gold mine uh, out west, and it had been closed down. So he got there, and he worked it, and he worked it, and he found a few little veins, and but nothing major, and finally he decided – that he just couldn't work it anymore, that he was going to sell it. Sold it to a second man who went into the mine and started digging in the location and a foot away hit a major vein of gold worth bunches of money. Um, the other man stopped a foot away from that. So when you get into the belly of the beast, you are going to hit moments where you feel like worst mistake you've ever made. Things are going wrong. Nothing says it says as it should be. Just know that you are a foot away from the payoff. If it were easy, everyone would do it. If it were easy, people would be starting businesses every day. And I, I do encourage you to, to look up the podcast startup because 
their focus really is on the success stories, in most cases success stories, and how difficult they were, how people were at times eating ramen down to their last pennies when they finally broke through. So stay with it. The Dark Night of the Soul is your guarantee that, number one, you've chosen the right path, and number two, you are nearly there. On the other side of the dark night of the soul, there is a breakthrough. There is a moment when that breakthrough occurs and you see the light. And it doesn't mean necessarily that everything will be smooth from there and on. Business is business. Things are unpredictable. There are always uh, surprises in the business world or in the artistic community. So you've got to be prepared, but the main hero's journey, this main roadmap that I've given you, will get you to the place, at least the roadmap goes as far as achievement. Beyond that point, maybe there's another, in fact, I can guarantee there's another hero's journey as you increase your business, as you go to the next level or choose your next leap. We all are on multiple journeys through our life. Shortest journey, probably morning to night. What am I going to do today? I've got this, this journey to make. I've got these things to accomplish. And that's a very minor hero's journey. The largest journey we're on is from birth to death. And if you believe in a life ex- uh, beyond death in any shape or form, then your journey is larger than that. But between those two extremes, you go to school, you get married, you lose a job and have to get another job, you decide to start a business, you're an artist and decide to get your artwork up to the next level, or you're a musician and you decide to get national touring, or you're an actor and you decide to get on stage at a major theater and make that work a, a sustaining uh, income. Uh, you're a teacher, you decide to teach, you want to teach um, at a college or preschool, whatever, you, you, you want to start a lavender farm. You have all of these leaps. And if you truly want a fulfilled and energized life, when you complete one hero's journey, you're going to be the type of person standing on the next cliff. One cliff will lead you to the next cliff. And that will lead you to the next cliff. And if you're like me, as I said, I want to go out swinging, so I intend to swing every day. When, if and when you're a client of mine, I will push you to swing every day. What are you doing these next two weeks? What are you doing these next two weeks? Grow, build, survive, uh, flourish, or quit. There's no reason to go through life and not enjoy the excitement of what's beyond the next door, not be exhilarated by the unknown about what can come into your life next. I know I've told this story, but I got an email from a friend uh, from college saying that she was retiring from teaching English in a high school for 36 years. Her statement to me is I've led a very vanilla life. Uh, I I can't even imagine what that must be like. And please, if that's your thing and you've decided that fulfills you, 
more power to you. I have great respect for teachers. I have great respect for anyone's choice, if it is your choice. But there is so much out there. You can be a teacher for 36 years, or you can come up with a teaching theory that revolutionizes teaching of English in schools across the nation. You can be a golden apple teacher. You can be an administrator that changes the policies and the politics in the school system. You can be a person who works through the school system. It's very evident here in Chicago to find ways of, of, non, of a non-competitive or non-violent conflict resolution. There's so much out there. There are so many uh, opportunity, opportunities to leave a mark. So that's why I encourage everyone to dream, dream big, dream bigger. Is that all you got? So just to recap the hero's journey, anyone starting on the program or or who has a project or a dream in mind, first, you have to do the research and the learning and the teaching. You go through your teachers Gather as much information as you need. Don't rush this process. Once that's done, you start out, usually a tiptoe out, what I call the false start. There are stumbling blocks. There's really the the cold, hard reality hits. I call it the reality check because you've got to take what you've learned from that stumble plus all of the other previous teaching and learning that you've got, you've got to personalize it and say, okay, how does it relate to me, to this project, to this location, to this environment? And with that, you're now ready to go on the true leap, the initiation. You streamline yourself. You cut away deadwood. People, places, things, activities, tasks that no longer move you forward because you're going to have plenty coming into your consciousness on this new endeavor and when you are honed and clean and and really streamlined you will launch into this dark night of the soul and when you are feeling you're most challenged by that it's a very strong indication that you are almost there That's when you pull that energy and that courage up from the depths of your soul and you push forward and the light is on the other side. The achievement is on the other side. And just as a side note, usually with most of the people I work with, their achievement magnifies into some sort of uh, effect on the world, people around them even if it's just encouraging them to take a leap. But in some instances, it is a case of, for example, my person who is a lavender farm is setting an excellent example for her children, um, two girls in particular, that they are never going to have to accept that they just have to go work for somebody else or get a job, that they can decide to do their own business and do it. It's setting a whole new mindset. I am a very big fan of entrepreneurs who have kids because by doing that, or artists who have kids, I have a lot of artists, 
uh, one who should be expecting any day now with her first baby. But that baby will will be raised in a home and a family who honor the entrepreneurial spirit, the artistic spirit, won't accept that you go to school for 12 years, you go to college for four years, you get a job for someone else, you retire in 36 years, uh, you get your pension, you get your retirement, uh, and that's your life. They're, these kids are going to grow up in an atmosphere where there is no pattern. There is no predictability. Anything they dream, they can do. Any path they want to create, they can follow. And that's what I'm encouraging for all of you. So if you are standing on the edge of that cliff today, if you have a dream, something you've always wanted to do, something you wanted to do as a kid but have put off for 20 or 30 years, uh, whether it's art, music, acting, directing, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's starting a nonprofit. I have a person starting a nonprofit helping moms who have, are victims of violence or kids have been victims of violence, whether it's a ministry. All of these are actual things that my clients are pursuing. But whatever you have in mind, whatever you dream of doing, you can do it. Walt Disney said it. If you can dream it, you can do it. But the difference is you got to do it. You can stand on the edge of the cliff dreaming it for the next 20 years. For some of you, may, you may have been standing on that cliff for 20 years dreaming it. That's a horrible place to be because what happens at the end to have to say, I could have done that. I could have made that leap. Or even worse, I should have made that leap. Make the leap. Enjoy it. Leap and grow your wings on the way down. You're not going to see this whole roadmap in front of you. What I've given you today is a very broad stroke roadmap. This kind of thing happens in this grouping. This kind of thing happens in that grouping. There are a lot of you who will not make that leap off the cliff because you can't see the details. Where's, where's, the, uh, where's the Stuckies? Where's the... Where do I get gas? Where do I, uh, where's the park where I can rest on this journey? You're never going to see those things. If that's what you're waiting for, you are going to be on the edge of that cliff the rest of your life. What I am encouraging is people to leap, grow your wings on the way down. The map will reveal itself. The map may change, and that's why you don't want a solid map from beginning to end. So that is what I give you this week. I'm giving you a vague map, a map without all the details drawn in, without seeing where all the exits are, without seeing where all the gas stations are. Why? Because you are going to discover those, the excitement of the discovery, what's behind the next door, what's, what's out there, what's unknown. Embrace that adventure spirit and take a step off the cliff. So it's been lovely spending this time with you. I'll be back in two weeks, 11 o'clock Central Time on Monday mornings. Um, the, I do have a, an agenda for the rest of the year, but if there is something that you would like to see, hear discussed, either specific to your, your project or a more general topic, let me know. This is your radio show. I'm merely here to moderate it. Uh, you can call in, and by calling in, um, 
that gives you um, the um, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find something I needed. Um, by calling in, it makes it your show, or by sending me a um, email telling me what you would like to talk about. If you have any questions, give me those questions. I'll be glad to answer them on air. I also invite anyone who wants to have an hour or almost an hour of coaching on air for a particular project. It would be very valuable for me to do that with you, even though your project may be very specific. The general questions that are answered and the the general coaching will help a lot of people who may be doing different projects but are going to be along the same path. I do offer two hours of free coaching. I will not try and upsell you. I will not sell you anything. It is honestly a free two hour of coaching if you have a project and need to get some sort of guidance or some sort of uh, clarity on how to proceed with the project or if you're in the middle of a project and hitting one of these stumbling blocks. I can do that on Skype or I can do it if you're in Chicago. I love to meet face to face. Uh, what I get out of it is I found out about your project. I get I get excited about your project, and it may be something that fits in with one of my clients in some sort of joint venture. Uh, so tomorrow on this station at eleven at twelve o'clock Central Time, uh, tune in for the show Culture, how it is at the core of every challenge. Uh, sounds like a wonderful show. Uh, culture is what leaders say what they actually demonstrate, and the difference between the two. Tune in, uh, learn a few quick tricks to diagnose your company's cultural environment and ways to get back on track. And so if, even if you're not a corporate person, this sounds like a wonderful show. This comes down to what I was talking about in terms of adjusting to your environment and your location, uh, the cultures around you. Uh, so definitely tune in. Give that a listen. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, again, if you have any questions, Comments, send me an email at errol.mclinden at gmail.com. And enjoy your weeks. Please take your leap and grow your wings on the way down.